fire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we have been haunted by the RV industry and our veterans who... Hardly ever travel right now. That's true. Because (laughs) our poor travel trailer is now a ghost. But we still try to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. And spooky stories. Yes. It's Halloween. That's right. Our, our least... favorite episode and our least popular yeah, episode absolutely. of the year. We do yeah. this one just for us. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not it's sorry. True. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Both of those are true. And yeah, it's our favorite holiday. It's our favorite annual episode. This is our what? Third or fourth? Fourth. Wow. Four Halloween episodes. Four Halloween episodes. Maybe if we add them all together, they are as popular as one regular episode. (laughs) Yeah, but that's okay. It got us to meet some really cool people. Right. We met one of our storytellers because of the Halloween episode. He said, that's my favorite episode. And we got to meet at the Frog Rally, Bill. So we usually don't have ads, but I do want to just quickly remind everyone the... Glow in the Dark Tumblr is only available for a limited time, and it's kind of spooky, so you want to get it now while it's available. It will only be available until they're gone or until October ends, whichever comes first. That's true. They are done by our niece, Becca. That helps her to support her four children and her entrepreneurship that's so right we like working with her on that so check out on our logo store nature soup company it's the top listing because it's limited time and when it's gone it's gone Ooh. we're gonna tell you some spooky stories and tony's gonna start us off oh yeah we were enjoying a cross-country trip when Peggy found a great place on the Boondockers welcome app. We asked if we could stay, and the reply came back quickly. The host was out of town, but we were very welcome to use her property. It was a beautiful farm, as the photos had depicted. The grounds were lush and spacious with a pond, a barn, and an old farmhouse that looked like a perfectly preserved piece of history. Once we settled in at the barn... As the instructions had stated, we thought we'd wander just a wee bit. We wouldn't normally wander someone's property, but she said she wouldn't be home, and, well, it was really beautiful. This was certainly a retired farm, as there were no animals here, but the big barn door was open just a crack. So I looked through it, and I think I spied an old Ford 8N tractor as the sun found its way into the barn between some loose boards up on top was so cool our wandering took us around the farmhouse which was just an immaculate tribute to the 1920s architecture with a huge front porch along the front and that's where we spotted the old farmer sitting in the rocking chair with his hat down over his eyes i am not sure what caught me first the sight of the farmer or the smell of the tobacco he was smoking but both were strong images to be sure We were a bit startled by his presence, partially because we felt guilty about snooping around, quite honestly. As we walked past the farmer, I wasn't sure if he was sleeping or just not pleased with our being there, but either way, he had nothing to say. Just the gentle rocking of the chair with the smoke from his homemade cigarette drifting into the air. Clearly, this was something he did frequently, as the wooden arm of the chair had been burned so many times from the cigarettes 
it almost formed a well in the arm seeing that we kind of felt guilty so we went back to the camper and stayed the rest of the afternoon and evening we were awakened in the morning by a car driving past us towards the barn i peered out the window of the camper and there's a young lady in a subaru parking and getting out of the car heading towards that beautiful farmhouse i hastened outside knowing this was our host and surprised her but she's a joyful person and greeted me and thanked us for being her first guest It seemed she had recently bought the farm and had been shopping for animals and critters. Or critters. Yeah, (laughs) to populate the grounds. Of course, not being one to hold things in, I admitted to wandering around the farm, but she was more than happy that we enjoyed the stay. But then I told her about the old man in the rocking chair, and she became kind of pale. She said neighbors had told her that the old farmer, well, had kind of never left the place but she had no experience with this yet (laughs) yeah it seems she lived there alone and is a writer and hoping to use the tranquility of the place to finish her book in fact it turns out i've read several of her books she was even more concerned when we described the rocking chair with the burns on the arm she had donated that to a local charity the first few days on the property So it made no sense that we saw it there on the porch. I left the flustered young woman and we got ready to head out. As we left, she waved from the back porch of the beautiful house. And when we went around to the main street, the old farmer used his pitchfork to bid us farewell too. That actually has a little bit of truth to it, that story. (laughs) Yeah. It's a combination of some experiences that we ourselves have had through our travels. It's not exactly, it's not one story. Let's say that it's a mix of a bunch of stories put together, but there's some truth to it. (laughs) Tony mentioned earlier that our friend Bill said that he was drawn to the podcast because of our Halloween episodes. Yeah. So That's it's, my just, guy. it's just you, me, and Bill, I guess. <laughs> but we had the pleasure of having Bill stay with us for a little while. Yeah, and speaking he, of boondockers, welcome. Yeah, he actually wrote us a story and we coerced him into recording it. And so here is Bill's story. A young couple new to RVing decide to go on a boondocking trip near Silverton early in December to celebrate a special occasion. Driving north from Albuquerque, the weather was steadily getting colder and colder by the minute. By the time they reached Durango, it was getting late in the day, and a thick layer of clouds descended on the mountains in front of them. The first flakes hit the windshield as they drove past Purgatory Ski Area at the same time as the automatic headlights of the truck turned on. With four-wheel drive on his new three-quarter ton pickup, he wasn't worried about any snow. Now it's getting dark and snowing hard, and his wife and puppy are getting nervous. The higher they move up the mountain, the thicker the layer of snow is getting. The truck is starting to fishtail, so he switches to four-wheel drive. Just as they cross the first of the two passes, he sees the taillights of a vehicle on the road ahead that he can follow. He starts following the tracks through the snow to make sure they stay on the road. As they approach Molasses Pass, they almost crashed going off the side of the road, but that car in front of them kept them on track. As they pulled into Silverton, sheriff stopped them because they were driving on the closed road. They told the sheriff they saw no sign saying the road was closed and they were just following the car that was in front of them. 
The sheriff looked at them strangely and says, they are the only vehicle to pass this checkpoint in over two hours. What did you think of that? Well, then we got to talking a little further and he was done recording, but he had another story that he asked Peggy to read. The one chore that Jackie enjoyed on their epic camping adventure was taking out the garbage. It was the only time that she could check her phone without her parents looking over her shoulder since they started their cross-country RV adventure. It was late October and the autumn colors faded in the Corps of Engineers campground in North Tennessee. The cool temperatures meant the campground was pretty empty, so her walk to the dumpster was quiet. As she passed by the only occupied site, An older couple stepped out of a vintage fifth wheel and waved, and the gentleman said, Be careful. Jackie thought that was an odd thing to say, smiled and waved back, thinking to herself, Wrinkled people in a wrinkled camper. As she approached the dumpster, she thought she heard a growling sound and swore there was something glowing red inside the dumpster. Back at her camper, Jackie told her parents about the older couple's strange warning and her experience at the dumpster. They laughed and blamed her overactive imagination. The next evening, Jackie was anxious as she gathered the trash for her daily trek to the dumpster. The couple's warning and the sounds from the dumpster were starting to get to her. As she passed the old camper, she was hoping the old couple was there, but they were not. As she approached the dumpster, her heart was beating faster and faster. She held her breath as she opened the dumpster, and nothing but a pile of garbage... She threw the bag into the dumpster and noticed the earth-friendly green garbage bag from yesterday was missing. Then, as the cover slammed shut, she saw, or thought she saw, a claw grab the bag. She ran all the way back to the RV. Later, when she told her story to her parents, they laughed and told her to spend less time on social media. Finally, it was moving day, and Jackie could not be more happy. She had not slept well since they had arrived at this rundown campground. She was taking the last bag of trash and was happy to be done with this dumpster. The old couple were sitting around a campfire when Jackie walked past. She had to ask about their warning. Ha! We were just joking. We saw you were looking down at your phone and didn't want you to walk into a tree. The old man said with a big smile. His wife shook her head and said, And dumpster cabra! Jackie was confused. Dumpster cabra? Yes, there's a story of a strange creature that lives in dumpsters and lives on the food-heavy garbage of our veers. But it is just a story to try to get people to be smarter with their garbage. Silly old people, Jackie thought to herself as she walked away. She tossed the garbage in the dumpster and paid no attention to the noises. As the family left the campground, the old couple smiled, waved, and looked knowingly at the new gashes on the side of the showroom new RV. (laughs) We also received this video from Wendy. Now, it is a video, and she was sitting by the campfire, so we got to watch the campfire. You can hear the campfire crackling in the background while she tells this story. I didn't cut anything out because she talks about a great campground that you might want to try to visit at Halloween time. But here is her scary camp story. Hello, we are making this video from Little Wall Lake, just south of Jewel, Iowa. Every year at Halloween time, they have beautiful festivities. This time of year, it's gorgeous fall weather here. Temperature is about 44 degrees and it is absolutely gorgeous. 
But every year, Little Wall Lake has festivities on Halloween where they do hay rides. They do trick-or-treating. I've got about 500 pieces of candy. I hope I have enough. They have contests for the most best decorated campsite. And it's just a ball of fun. Wonderful, <clears throat> wonderful time. But the reason I am sending you this video is because you guys wanted stories that we talk on scary camp nights. And I have one for you. This is one we used to tell the kids all the time. They thought it was great. I hope you do too. So, they were at a campsite, kind of like the one we're at now. There was a house just about a quarter mile down the road. It was a spooky house. Didn't know if anybody lived there. It was very scary. And one night, as they were sitting by their campfire, they heard this very faint sound. Got you where I want you. Now I'm going to eat you. Okay, what the heck was that? And they heard it again. Got you where I want you. Now I'm going to eat you. They could tell it was coming from the, the farmhouse. So they said, okay, we got to go help. We got to go see what's going on here. So they did. They walked over to the farmhouse. They got over there quickly and they came to the dilapidated, just scary looking place, but they could hear it louder. Got you where I want you. Now I'm gonna eat you. Oh my gosh, they gotta help, right? So they open the door. And they walk in. This place is dusty, dirty, but they heard it again. This time it was louder. Got you where I want you. Now I'm going to eat you. They could tell it's coming from upstairs. Oh my gosh, guys, what are we going to do? It's coming from upstairs. We got to help these pe this poor thing. Oh, we got to help them. So they went to the stairwell. And they could see it. It was creaky old wooden steps. And up they went. Creak, 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 creak. They got to the top of the stairs and they could hear it louder. Got you where I want you. Now I'm going to eat you. They could tell it was coming from behind that door. There was a faint light. It was there. We've got to help them. What could be going on? So they went over to the door and they heard it again. Got you where I want you. Now I'm going to eat you. So they opened the door. As scared as they were. They opened the door and <gasps> there was a man sitting on the toilet with a booger on his finger saying, Gotcha where I want ya. Now I'm gonna eat ya. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> have a great night. Bye. We have a couple quickies about pit toilets. <laughs> pit toilets. One of those, I'm gonna hearken you back to a podcast episode we did about a lady who had to go potty, went to the pit toilet, and... I've noticed a lot of people put their smartphones in their back pocket. Well, when she went to sit down on the potty, her phone took a bath. Yeah. But not wanting to uh, leave her new phone there, she tried to reach it and tried to reach it. And then she thought, oh, I was walking my dog. So she got the dog's leash and tried to get the phone that way. Well, ultimately, her decision was to use the dog's leash to go down into the pit toilet and get her phone. The firemen, I wonder how long it took them to quit laughing as they retrieved her 
She refused all medical attention and just got the heck out of there. So that was not a Halloween story at all. It was a true story. It was a true story. And, you know, it, a lot of people are creeped out by outhouses. And that's <laughs> kind of valid, especially if you're afraid you're going to fall in. Or if you do fall or in. Or if you do fall in. She's probably never going to use one again. And a lot of people are creeped out by spiders. And Ezekiel Andrew shared with us on the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. I worked at a summer camp for a few years. We had latrines and not flush toilets at some of our sites, and the old outhouses were home to many a critter. One night, I pushed open the swinging door to find a big wolf spider on the toilet seat. I decided that stall was definitely occupied and chose another one. I wouldn't want to disturb his late-night snack of other pesky insects. (laughs) So those are the stories. But but wait, there's more. There's a movie writer or some. I didn't really do a... I didn't really look that deeply into this, but there's a movie called The Toy Box. And whoever wrote The Toy Box decided that there needed to be a movie about a killer RV. Like Christine? I guess, but Christine's a car. Right, a right? fury. <laughs> so I guess there's, you know, a family and bad things keep happening and people keep dying. From what I read, it's really not that great of a movie. Might be a movie to watch after shots of fireball. Right, or whatever. sometimes those are the kind of fun ones. So if you want to check it out, it's called The Toy Box. We'll put a link to a review that I read that made me not really want to get too deeply involved in finding out more about this movie but you know if that's your kind of thing uh, you know go for it if that's your jam if that's your jam (laughs) all right well now we have some places you can actually visit that are reportedly haunted and definitely creepy and the first of those is located in king range national conservation area in humboldt county It's called the Punta Gorda Lighthouse, and it's an abandoned lighthouse in Northern California. Not easy to reach and quite hidden. Plus, a visit might give you a fright. (laughs) Getting to the abandoned lighthouse involves about seven miles of trails, much of which can be difficult because of how sandy they are. Visitors have reported eerie feelings and sounds. This small abandoned lighthouse is certainly creepy and the remoteness guarantees that you will be there alone. Perhaps. Now here's another place that we have been, the Grand Canyon Caverns. Yes, in fact, we had plans to go there again, but we don't have a trailer yet. (laughs) Our trailer is now haunting somewhere. So anyway. (laughs) Just west of Seligman, Arizona... Along historic Route 66 is the Grand Canyon Caverns. It's in a town called Peach Springs. It's a place that features huge campground, great for gatherings, along with a restaurant, a motel, featured attractions, and the Grand Canyon Caverns. If you dare, and we have, (laughs) you can travel in an old elevator 200 feet beneath the earth and tour the caverns. We've done it and actually really like this campground and the tour. But even more scary is the opportunity that awaits visitors who choose to spend the night in the caverns. When you're this far underground, there are a few things that you should know. One, there is absolutely no natural light, nor are there any sounds. 
But what there is down here is a complete bedroom and living room and bathroom, and you can spend the night in the cave. Whether you choose to turn off all the lights or not is totally up to you. One of my favorite scary, spooky places to visit is Bodie, California. It's an abandoned ghost town. Well, abandoned ghost town seems kind of silly because isn't that what a ghost town is? But, you know, a lot of ghost towns now are towns again and they're very popular and there's restaurants and shops and all kinds of things, you know, like Calico Ghost Town is a theme park type of thing. Bodie, on the other hand, is still abandoned You can visit there. It's definitely a tourist attraction, but it's eerie because it it was like abandoned with dinner still sitting on the table. And it's like everybody just got up and walked down the street and for, but nobody knows why or when or where they went. So it is an eerie feeling to go and look around and peek through the windows and see dinner on the table and thinking about how people lived and wondering why they left so suddenly. Yeah, what spooked them out of there? (laughs) Another place that you may visit is Gettysburg National Military Park. At that park, more than 7,800 soldiers died in a three-day battle in July of 1863. Many consider Gettysburg one of the most haunted places in the country. And with that many deaths, it seems logical there would be a lot of unrest. One of the unique deaths in that battle was of Virginia Wade. So as the story goes, Jenny, Virginia Wade, was visiting to help care for her sister's newborn baby and to do her part to keep the soldiers fed. Over the three days of fighting, more than 150 bullets struck the house. On that final day, an errant bullet flew through two closed doors and struck Jenny as she was kneading bread dough in her sister's kitchen. The shot hit her torso and killed her instantly. She was eventually laid to rest in the Evergreen Cemetery after her mother campaigned to have her buried there with the soldiers from the battle. A perpetually raised American flag flies next to her monument, an honor she is only one of a few women in the U.S. to receive. Visitors say they see Wade walking through her family's home, wandering the fields, and even appearing in photographs taken at the house. We had mentioned creepy ghost towns and one of the places that we've also visited that you can visit too is calico ghost town between los angeles and las vegas yeah calico ghost town is now a pretty touristy place and it was purchased at one point by walter knott who is the co-founder of knott's berry farm but in particular and relative to ghosts you can go visit the old schoolhouse where people have reported that they have taken pictures there, and those pictures may include an old school marm. Who haunts the schoolhouse? Who haunts the schoolhouse. Yeah, the one particular story, somebody went, this is back when they were developing film still, and they went back to England, where they were from, and developed the pictures, and they're like, I don't remember that lady being there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, you can go visit it, and we did. So if you like to think that national parks are haunted. (laughs) And many of them are. And many of them are. I can recommend to you a book called Haunted Hikes, Spine-Tingling Tales and Trails from North America's National Parks. 
It's written by Andrea Lankford, and she is a retired National Park Ranger. And we actually heard about her from Jason and Abby on the America's National Parks podcast. And if you listen to their October 23rd episode, they have some great haunted stories from the national parks. So... That's it. <laughs> That's it. We're out of stories. We're not out of stories. I mean, we could do this all day because yeah, well, every, we do. <laughs> every wormhole of places like ghost towns and national parks and movies took me farther and farther, but we didn't want to be here all day scaring you. Or all night. <laughs> or all night. <laughs> <laughs> but we do appreciate those of you who are here with us this week. We'll get back to more normal things again next week. We've got a great topic to share with you. So uh, come back next week and thank you again. And in the meantime, as just in lieu of a new question of the week. I'm just going to ask you to keep sharing stories. Ezekiel Andrew, thank you for sharing yours. But, you know, Halloween's not quite over as no, of today. And so keep sending us those stories. I really enjoy reading them. Yes. So, again, we appreciate you being here with us this year. Hope you have a fantastic Halloween. And most of all, haunted, haunted camping. camping.